0: Hallelujah, such a sweet spirit in the house. I want to pray and we'll get into the word of, word of God today. This isn't going to be uh, your, your normal sermon with, with, with notes, uh, you know, as far as maybe, perhaps, you know, line by line or uh, three points and a boy or something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to share with you something that the Lord put upon my heart during our 24-hour uh, prayer meeting that we had last week. And I, I told some of them that were there, you know, something that the Lord had, had, had done to me, really. It wasn't just shown me, uh, something that he had done to me during that time that I really needed to chew on and process and pray through because there was so much. Uh, in essence, the Lord took me into a 15-minute vision while we were here um, praying, and it's something like I had never experienced before. And so it, it, it took a long time, you know, me, just in my nature alone, but just to see what I saw and to hear what I heard. Um, it took some, some things to process, but I know that you're going to be blessed by it because it is, number one, uh, very prophetic, very, very much speaking into the moment that we are in right now, as well as glorifying Jesus Christ, which is our main purpose, our main purpose. So can we pray and uh, ha- allow our hearts to be expectant today to receive from not only the word, but from his spirit. So, Father, we thank you so much for all that you have already done in this place this morning, for the ability for us to gather together in one place with one heart, with one mind, with one voice, declaring that you are good, that your blood sets us free, it atones. You are Christ, the victor, Christ, the healer, Christ, our redeemer. You are our savior, friend. You are our servant leader, our model for everything in life. Lord, you are our source, and so we praise you today. Holy Spirit, we ask that right now you would quicken our hearts, quicken every heart within this room or, or online within the sound of my voice today. God, that we would be able to receive from your spirit what you want to say to your church, what you want to say to us as individuals. Holy Spirit, open our eyes that we could again see you in greater measure, greater measure with clarity with clarity and purpose, God. Open our ears that we could hear what your spirit is saying and allow our hearts to be ready to receive all of your revelation today. Lord, clear out the dust. Clear out every obstruction. Remove every distraction in this place. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're hungry for you and we thirst for you. We thirst for righteousness and your word says, because of that, we shall be filled. In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree, say amen. amen, 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 hallelujah. I'm actually gonna start with uh, sharing a quote with you. How many of you appreciate C.S. Lewis? I'll tell you, uh, you know, there's some of his things that are easier to get through than others, but nonetheless, there's some very profound statements that he makes continually and things that uh, tend tend to challenge us. He said this at one point, we can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse the deaf world. I'm gonna read that one more time so you can wrap your mind around it. I wish I... Uh, was able to have it on the screen, but uh, if you would like it, I can give it to you afterwards. We can ignore even pleasure, but pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our, circum, or speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse the deaf world. If it was true for C.S. Lewis then, it is true for us now that oftentimes the Lord would love to get our attention just in that whisper like my wife shared a few weeks ago. He would love to get our attention in that that whisper. But if he can't get our attention in the whisper, he'll begin to move upon the conscience that we have. He'll begin to stir some things in our hearts and make us uncomfortable. Maybe by circumstance or by something happening to you. And then finally, if if we don't hear even then, then quite often, and this usually is probably where we experience God more than on the flip side, I pray that maybe there would be a shifting today and we would be those that are, are, are expedient on the front end, but we find ourselves hearing the Lord in the midst of our pain because just like your body reacts to pain, if you were to, to put a cut on your arm or a cut on your foot, what happens? Your brain freaks out, your central nervous system Comes into, comes into action, and all of a sudden, all the cells in your body are going to, to heal that, 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 that piece of your body. Uh, my, my, uh, my friends would often joke with me if I had done something and you know just maybe jammed a finger playing sports or something like that, and you'd be like, oh man, that really hurts. That really hurts, and so all of a sudden, your, your good friend, your good buddy would slap you in the back of the head, and, and why would he do that? He's like, you're like, "Oh man, I bet you got your mind off of your finger, didn't you? And, and that would be kind of the methodology that you would use. But I'm not saying that that's what the Lord's trying to do to us today. <laughs> what I am saying is that he will use pain oftentimes, not saying that he inflicts pain, but he allows pain to come into our lives so that we will have our hearts and our minds attuned to saying, God, I need your help. You know, when I was just thinking about the whisper. I thought, maybe it's you, maybe it's not. Maybe I can continue going on in my own strength, maybe I can't. Maybe I should respond. Then the conscience begins to play and you begin to think, maybe I should act, maybe I shouldn't. And then all of a sudden, the pressure comes on and that's usually what produces the most. It's usually what produces the most. And so we find ourselves in this society today where I believe that the Lord has allowed a lot of pain to be revealed And I'm not going to overlook any pain this morning. I know that there is a real pain in our nation. There's real pain around the world. But can I tell you something? That the pain didn't just show up a couple weeks ago. The pain just didn't arise because of some incident that happened. The pain that has been here has been here For generations, and I believe that the Lord has allowed something to happen on such a grandiose scale. I know that there's there's plans and schemes of the enemy, and actually get into that again in a moment, especially with the vision that the Lord had given me. We'll get into that. But can I tell you, I'm not going to smooth or gloss over the facts that yes, we do have issues in our generation. We do have things that we have turned blind eyes to and deaf ears to and 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 not said anything, and perhaps. Many of us have been ignorant to a lot of things. Yes, I am talking about racism. Yes, I am talking about other things that we don't always talk about. I am talking about abortion. I am talking about sex trafficking. I am talking about different things that have gone on in our society, bullying, all kinds of different things for, for years and generations. There's, there's been so much that has gone on in our society. And I could, I could go on for a list for days of all the injustice that is in our, in our world today. And I don't want to muddy the waters by telling you that. I just want to say that don't get so caught up in one thing or another at this moment. Let's ask the Holy Spirit what he wants to do to bring about a right. Because I'm telling you, we can march all day long, and I encourage you to march. But unless the walls of Jericho fall, you're just marching, You can march all day long and until there's change in the heart of man, until the the heart of man is revealed and the, the sin that is really behind it all comes to a head and the pain is experienced enough to where we say we need a savior, we need the blood of Jesus this morning. Until we come to that realization, nothing will change. We can try to express our love as much as we want, but until we experience the love of Christ, We will never be able to love our brother, our sister, our neighbor. My goodness, my goodness. We're in a critical moment right now, and I believe the Lord has allowed the church to come to a place where hopefully he's shaking us enough to respond, that we're not going to just simply go through this and say, oh, it'll be okay in a couple of months. This too shall pass. No, it won't, friends. No, it won't. The message that I have for you today is what the Lord said to me, and it'll come in at the end of the vision, but it's, it's up to us. It's up to us. It's up to us. Let me share this vision with you, and bear with me, because like I said, it was a 15-minute vision. This isn't something that I can go over real quick. Um, it started out as I was actually sitting right here on the front row, it was the last hour of our 24-hour prayer, and I wasn't expecting this. I've had visions before. How many of you had visions in this room or, or, or dreams from the Lord? You know, I'm not, I'm not one that just simply seeks these things out, but, you know, when they come, I welcome them. I welcome them from the Lord, and I find it not uh, odd or coincidental that we're praying for the Lord to pour out his spirit and we're praying in line with what Joel was prophesying, that we would see visions, and we would dream dreams, and, and we would see the, poor, the Spirit of the Lord poured out upon all flesh. So nonetheless, I'm here on the front row, and all of a sudden, the Lord took me somewhere. I, I was sitting there, but I literally felt my body move, and uh, I began to see like the stars, they began to turn as if I was rolling on the earth. I was being taken up. I know that I was in the, the arms of an angel. I'm telling you, don't, don't get weirded out by me today. I'm, if you've been around me at any time, I don't get into this stuff on a regular basis. I'm telling you, there was a reason for this. All right, enough qual- overqualifying. So all of a sudden, I get taken up. You know what, before I do that, <laughs> I skip the first part, the main part of the vision. <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit, I, I am still a person, <laughs> God inhabits people, he inhabits humanity, he is good, he is perfect, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I saw that got my attention before I got caught up, there was a giant bear standing on its hind legs, uh, I don't know if it was a grizzly. grizzly, it was a big bear, a ferocious bear, and on its head uh, were three horns, and these three horns were not just horns, they were three media antennas or, or radio towers. I knew instantly what they were. I knew they represented the media. It's sometimes when you're in a vision like this, you just know things, and you don't even have to be told. And so I knew that this bear was here, and the, there was three uh, media antennas on top of this bear, and this bear was looking at me ferociously, getting ready to come at me. Uh, and as it was doing this, you know, obviously I'm shooken up a little bit, but I didn't feel afraid. It begins to come at me, and instead of staying as a bear, it turns into a snake. It turns into a viper with, uh, or a, you know, what are the ones with the? Cobra, cobra. And it has the fangs, and it's, it's looking at me. You can see this thing getting ready, to, ready to strike. But all of a sudden, before it was about, you know, a couple feet out, there appeared before me a a, a green emerald, a a jewel of sorts that appeared. And you could tell that this serpent was trying to come after this emerald. Uh, And it was trying to get after that before it even got to me. And as it was about to strike after this emerald, all of a sudden behind in in the distance, I saw an angel riding on a riding on a horse, and I'm telling you, this, this was an amazing angel. You know, if you wanted a warring angel, this was the one, this was the one, and he was, he was awesome, that's all I can say. There's gonna be some words that I really, some things that I saw that I cannot fully describe today, but he comes, and he doesn't even get off his horse, he's on his horse, and he takes his sword and swipes off the head of this serpent. He looks at me and just rides off, that's all I needed, that's right. <laughs> Let me pause there and give some, uh, some, some revelation and understanding as I begin to pray into this. Of course, the bear representing the, the, the force of the enemy that is at work in the earth today. There's a lot of things associated with bears, but definitely those three media towers represent the way in which the enemy is working right now. He is advancing his agenda through the media. It's not other people, even though we've talked about this in recent weeks. Even though people have money, even though people have evil agendas, the enemy has placed that within their hearts. And he is utilizing media to expedite his plan because he is after something. Not only that, he is greatly deceptive. And so just in the same way that that bear turned into a snake, it it, it was showing me that the enemy will do whatever he can to deceive us. He will do whatever he can to be sly. He will do whatever he can, whatever he needs to do to instoke or invoke fear within the hearts of people, he will utilize during this time. The golden emerald, or excuse me, not golden, the, the uh, the emerald that was there I looked it up and there's a few places within scripture that, that emeralds are represented the first one being in the priestly breastplate. It's of the you know there's a lot of speculation that goes along with this but you know first century Jewish folks and and rabbinical teaching tells us that it's usually associated with the tribe of Levi because each one of the stones represented one of the tribes. And I knew that what was happening was this serpent was coming between me and this thing. He wanted that stone. He wanted that stone that represents wisdom, that represents discernment, that represents love and unity for one another. These are the things that are wrapped up in the meaning of an emerald. And the enemy was coming trying to to snatch this thing. And I believe what he was trying to say, the Lord was trying to show me is that the enemy is at work, not just coming after me, but coming after me as a priest, as a representative of all of us, as a representative of all of us being priests. The enemy is trying to steal the truth. He's trying to steal and rob discernment. He's trying to to steal and rob the spirit of wisdom because he knows if the church is wise, then they will know his schemes. But if he can remove the wisdom, if he can remove the discernment, if he can remove the ability to express love for one another, then he will win and his chaos will continue to allow his plan to flourish. The spirit of the Antichrist will continue to be pervading and invading this earth. And I'm telling you, we are not to be those that have our head in the sand this morning. We're not to be those that simply think that everything is okay. I'm telling you, this is what I saw and this is what the Lord was saying. Now this, this next part goes in line with what was happening, but I didn't know what was happening. So I began to feel myself coming out of this and going in, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing beautiful sights. I didn't know where I was going. I had to put it together later after realizing all the things that I saw, all the different rivers and waterfalls. And the, the, the Lord, I can't go into every single detail because I don't have revelation on all of it, but I'll tell you what I do know. The Lord taught, brought me to this structure. I don't, want, I don't know if it was the... the, the The the, the Lord's house or what it was, but there was this structure, a beautiful, beautiful structure. And as I'm in this place, everything was already light. And this is what stuck out to me. From the building, that you couldn't see the doors. You could tell there there were gates or doors and that there were windows, but you couldn't see or identify the actual pieces of whether it was a window, whether it was glass, you know, those kinds of things. But there was so much golden light coming out of this structure. And it struck me because usually what happens, you know, if it's, if it's dark in a room and you turn on a light, it's easy to see that there's something bright in a corner. You see the light coming from it. But it takes tremendous light to make something that's already illuminated even brighter. And so I say that to say that there's something important about that. This is coming from the light of God. This is coming from ultimately we're on a trip to the throne room of heaven and we enter into this building and it's it's a very long hallway and all of a sudden have a vision or a dream where you actually feel the presence of God in the vision or dream that's not something that's normal for me that's usually something that happens before or after but then this this scenario I began to feel the presence of God And I was in this hall, and along the sides of this hall were, were portraits or paintings, uh, images, all along this hall. I don't know how long it was. It was a very, very long hallway. There were hundreds of, uh, of paintings, and, and I knew that this was another thing I didn't hear, but I knew that this was the Hall of the Saints. This was the Hall of the Saints. And when I looked at these images, I looked It wasn't, you know, the the saints that you expect to see in perhaps a a, a a Catholic church or on the the wall of a seminary or something like that. No, these were everyday people from different generations, wearing all kinds of different clothes. But they were many of them on their knees, many of them worshiping. I just knew that they were they were praying. These were the intercession members of the kingdom of God, and they were praying. And you could you could almost feel or or hear prayers coming out of these out of these, these portraits, and it began to ignite my heart and, and, and to stir, but still, I was moving forward. I couldn't stop and stay there. I, I was being pushed forward, and so as I'm getting closer I, uh, to this, up these doors, and there's angels everywhere. There's many of them preparing for battle. There's many of them getting, getting, getting equipped. and different things, uh, I may try to draw them one day. It probably would pale in comparison to what I saw. But nonetheless, it was an amazing sight seeing the, the armies of, he, of heaven being readied and many of them going and some coming back. It was a beautiful sight. As I progressed past this, I entered into the floor and there were, there were tiles that were transparent. They were clear. They were five sided. They were pentagon type shape. Five-sided, five sided, uh, five or yeah, five five sided tiles on this floor that I was walking on. I remember seeing that and, and and it sticking out. So I knew that there was something significant about it. Again, something that was important. Many of you guys know that in scripture, the number five represents grace. It represents grace. There's there, there's there's time and time again when the where the Lord does different things. The actual anointing, uh, spices and oil, all the things that were created for the Levites actually had five ingredients to represent the grace of God that it's supposed to, 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 to represent. So I find myself, there's these tiles, it's this, 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 this large room of tiles, and I go in and I see these larger angels around this room. And it's getting brighter, it's getting more intense, uh, you, you, that the, you could hear worship in this room, and there was a holiness that I experienced like I've never experienced in my life. And as I'm in this room, I, begin, I, I, I actually began to cry during worship today as you began to sing, Worthy is the Lamb, because that's the chorus that I was hearing while I was in there. And I began to hear it, and I, I knew my body my body couldn't move. I couldn't say anything. The Lord was just showing me these things. And all of a sudden, I'm in this room, and it's glorious. I didn't know what I was about to see, but there's, there was these four angelic-like creatures around this giant bowl in the center of the room. A giant bowl in the center of the room, and they're around this thing, and I could tell they're being influenced by that hole that was behind me. And they're shaking this bowl, they're shaking this bowl back and forth. As the, the angels around were worshiping, they're shaking this bowl, and in this bowl was fire. There was, there was a, a big ball of fire in this bowl, and as, as I was watching, all of a sudden, the bottom of this bowl dropped out, and I saw it fall. It began to ascend towards Earth like a comet, and this was the end of the vision, and I was like, what's about to happen? What's about to happen? I said, Lord, what is this? Because in my heart, all of a sudden, it was instantaneously put in a a place where I was saying, God, is this an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, or is this an act of judgment? And that's when he said to me, it's up to you. It's up to you. And I shared all of that this morning to share those words because what happens in our generation, what happens to this world today, whether we receive an outpouring of the Holy Spirit or we receive the judgment of the Lord, is fully fixated in, partner, in partnership with us praying with the Lord. He is before his throne. The Bible says that the emerald represents the glory that is about his throne. That there was a rainbow like an emerald around his throne. Can I read in Revelation I'll read in Revelation chapter 4, and then you'll see, as I began to read this, I began to weep, because this is what I saw. Revelation chapter 4, starting in verse 1. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking and with me, saying, come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads, and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire, which were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne, and all, all around the throne, were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second, like a creature, a living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had a face of a man, and the fourth of the. Living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Chapter five, and I'm actually gonna ask our worship team to come up because I'm going to need your help here in just a moment. And I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals. And no one in heaven or on earth, under the earth, was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found <clears throat> worthy to open the, and read the scroll or look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep, behold, the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals and i looked and behold in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it, as though it had been slain the seven spirits of god sent out into all the earth then he came And took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures, you still with me? The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to open the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said amen. And the 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. I'm telling you, friends, now is the time. Now is the time that we need to recognize that this isn't just another dispensation in history. Now is the time where the church must come alive and the saints must know that there is much deception. There is much craziness going on in the earth. I also want to say this to you while I was with that, the beginning of that vision, I, I saw written on the floor, written on the floor after the, 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 uh, the serpent was, had his head cut off. Written on the floor was the word greed, the word greed. And I'm telling you, that is the spirit in which we must come against. It is not the spirit that influ- influences racism today, even though that happens that happens after greed comes to a head and all of a sudden anger is unleashed. Chaos is unleashed. There's greed not just for money. There's greed for, for, for everything within life. There's greed for extra years of life. There's greed for the lust of the eyes, the, the, the pride of life, the, the lust of the flesh. There's greed for everything that tries to take away from the glory of God. The sin that is at work, is greed, and we must come against it in our own lives. We must cut off the head of that thing in our own lives. We must ask the Lord to do something distracted by the surface level smoke and mirrors that the enemy is portraying. Hear me, let me see this as a both end. We still must show the way. We still must, as a practical way, be engaged in conversation so that we can understand one another, so that we can understand the pain that is real in our midst, because the enemy would want anything, more than anything, for somebody to get a revelation that he's at work and get so fixated on, on that part and ignore the rest so that the world and society can come against the church and say that you do not love, you do not care. Do not be deceived right now. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Every man that comes forth and tries to bring forth peace in this time, be wary, be wary of this season because there's an underlying agenda that is going forth. It's going forth like a river right now. But can I tell you, all the while the heavens are shaking, all the while the saints are praying, All the while, the the elders are before the throne, worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and this is a time when we can experience the glory of the Lord. I don't know about you, I know judgment has to come, but I don't want judgment to come on my people. I don't want judgment to come on my neighbors right now, they're not ready. They will perish. The Lord wishes that none should perish, but all would inherit eternal life. This is the season that we better wake up, friends. It's not about playing games or figuring out what we're gonna do to rebuild our 401K. This is a time right now that we need to be looking at our neighbor and saying, you need Jesus, and it's not just because it's an influence that I had in my life from a little kid or I went to church and learned some things. No, I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, this is life and death eternally, eternally. I want our worship team to lead us in pray in worship right now and I don't know what you have to do friends this isn't a time where I lay hands on you and impart something to you that cannot happen the, every single picture that I saw lining those halls the Hall of the Saints was individuals praying on their knees weeping before the Lord this is a time to give our hearts over to him I don't care if you've never prayed more than two minutes Maybe you've never prayed more than at dinner time, you know, over, over your dinner, or maybe you said a prayer out of repetition at night. The Holy Spirit will overtake you. It says in the, the the birth of the church, what did they say? The Holy Spirit will cause groanings to happen inside of your heart. He will cause the Lord's heart to be placed inside of yours. And he will teach you to pray the things that you don't know how to pray when you don't know how to pray ask the lord to pray through you he's there doing it right now i didn't see the lord because i knew that he was praying at that moment i knew that he was interceding for the generations i knew he was ready to open the scrolls he's worthy of it but can i tell you church it's time to worship like we have never worshiped before it's time to worship in spirit and in truth it's time to get our hearts alive unto Him and, and put aside the darkness of this world. There's only one person that can bring light within light, and that is Christ. That is the one that we are after this morning. I'm not after a fun experience today. I'm after a heart for, for, for each and every one of you to be able to say, Yes, Lord, I understand that you're saying it's on us. It's on us. It's not that we are something, it's that he wants to do something in us. He designed it from the beginning that way. Relationship. We were created in his image. We were created in his image. Every color, every creed, in his image, with his voice, with his ability. Would you worship with me for a few moments? We're just gonna give this as as an opportunity for you to find a place in this sanctuary, to worship the Lord and begin to pray, Lord, what are you doing? What would you have me to do as a response? I know as a practical standpoint, you can't pray 24 seven in your homes. You got jobs, you got kids, you got to make meals, you got to do things. I'm not trying to give you a false perspective this morning, but right now, let's engage. Let's engage and let's ask what he wants us to do to be a part of this, th- this army that he's causing to arise. The devil will not win and he knows it. I'm done for now. <laughs> Maybe there's some things in your life right now. This would be a, a time, good a time as ever. If you got sin in your life, friends, what a sin. Sin is wrong thinking. Sin is living your life as if you're your own God and you can make your own decisions and profane the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are many sin habits. There are many sin issues. There are many things that arise, but they all arise out of a heart that says, I can do this. I do what's right in my own eyes if that's you in this place today i want to encourage you to pour out your heart before a god who is gracious and merciful in the midst of the throne room it's covered in grace grace upon grace but grace isn't just a free pass, it's an empowerment it's a bold thing i encourage you to come even if there's a heart that needs turning that's what's needing to happen today a turning of minds a turning around of heading one direction and going into another. The direction that says, I'll just flow with the world to a direction that says, God, I'm on, your, I'm on your mission. I'm walking in step with you. I will give my life for you because you're worthy. Anyone at all, I encourage you to come. Let's worship the Lord.